Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 271 for Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. How's it going, onesies? You guys having the best week ever? Are you enjoying your lives? Are you enjoying your time on this earth? It is limited. Enjoy it while you can. Um, welcome to the One Man Podcast. Anyone tuning in for the first time, my name is Josh Williams. I am a stand-up comedian, uh, a financial tech field manager, earthling, uh, fucking dude. I don't know. Uh, and this is my podcast to tell you what's going on with me personally, professionally all around, tell you about some stuff, you know, movies I watch, some TVs and stuff. Cause sometimes, uh, the, the work week gets ahead of me and, uh, telling you about my job all the time. Not super interesting. However, my job is I work for a financial tech company called Neo. Uh, it is available anywhere in Canada. It is a billion dollar company. It is super spectacular, but what does it mean to you? It means banking with no fees. Uh, we have a, uh, no fee MasterCard and that's no fee of any kind. Um, and we have Canada's best savings account, uh, with no fees as well. So think of a fee. We don't have it. Uh, and you get 1.8% interest compounded daily paid out monthly, pretty spectacular stuff. Um, all my family and close personal friends, uh, use it. And if you're not using it currently, guys, I can give you 50 bucks for free to try it out. No strings attached. Just send me an email contact at one man podcast.com. And I would be really, really happy to you know, send you 50 bucks for free just for signing up. So, uh, send me an email. I will send you a link. Bang, bang. That's it for the Neo pitch this week, guys. Um, it's just, just what's going on with me. It's been a, it's been a work week. Um, been doing a lot of stuff. I implemented some new stuff at work. I actually designed a, uh, a tracking sheet for my employees. Um, with that, uh, it's basically just targets a visual thing. It's actually something that we used uh, back when I worked for TELUS and, um, I'm really, really happy with how it's been, you know, implemented in the field so far. Basically the reps are just getting a visual of how well they're doing and, uh, and it's not well but at least they can see kind of what we see as their managers, because we keep telling them, like, we see the numbers are not good. And they're like, ah, come on. And then you put it up in front of them. You're like, look, we, we answer for this to our bosses in Calgary. Uh, and they wake up every day and they see this and they're like, oh, it's like, yeah, that's why we're on you guys. Do your fucking job. Do your job. I get to stepping. Um, we have, we have great, like the, our reps are good people. I just want to clarify that in case it came across. Like, I don't like, I love these guys. And a lot of them are capable. They just, they're just don't want to. You know, they're, they're young. I, it's funny too, because at first, uh, you know, uh, I was like, fuck, I guess this is what it's like. We're working with kids, but I've been working with people their age in brain, you know, in the marketing field for the last six years. Um, 
And I think the big thing is the difference is that when you're a brand ambassador, you're giving stuff away for free. Whereas what we're doing is we're trying to get people to sign up for a MasterCard. And I totally know how that sounds. I totally get it. I empathize with everybody. I flat out said no to the job when I first heard about it uh, back in January because I was like, yeah, I, or actually this was back in December. We started in January, but I was like, nah, I don't want to sign people for MasterCards. Are you kidding me? That sounds horrible. Um, but I listened to the person uh, who had worked with many times before on other projects. And I was like, fuck, okay, if it's as good as you say it is, I'll give it a shot. And Hey, look, not only did I do the job as a brand ambassador, but when Neo decided to switch over to their own reps, they hired me as field manager. So <laughs> they must really be desperate, you know? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much. Um, but just basically that I spent some of my week, um, you know, first I had to design it on Photoshop tracking sheets and then implement them and fill in all the data for everything. So, um, it kept me busy. And then of course, basically introducing all the reps in multiple, multiple, uh, malls and everything like that to how the system worked and everything. It just, it took some time and it's, it's one of the things I've been working on this week. So moving on to something, um, you know, a little less, uh, boring, I guess. I don't expect you guys to be interested in the, 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 the day job stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys live in Canada, but Rogers went out for a day, huh? And they're still spotty. We have, we have Rogers internet here at the house and it is still like hit and miss whether or not it's working consistently. Um, Rogers for my American listeners would be like a T-Mobile or AT&T. Um, we have three providers for, you know, cell phone, internet, cable, uh, here in Canada, we have, uh, Rogers, Bell and Telus. um, Tell us and bell, very reliable Rogers, not so reliable, but, um, our, our, uh, our good friend, Jason here at the house, Jay is cheap and Jay will buy something that is inferior, um, to the best stuff and then convince himself and then attempt to convince others that it's just as good. Um, for example, Jason just bought the electric Mustang instead of a Tesla. And he's like, it's just as good as Tesla. Okay. Jay. Um, anyways, um, so Rogers, we, we lost internet at the house, which made doing a lot of stuff difficult. Luckily for me, I am with Telus from my cell phone plan and, uh, Telus had no issues with their network. I just hotspotted my computer, uh, to my, to my phone and was able to keep working. However, um, there was a good day at work where we couldn't get anybody to sign up. Anyone who had, uh, any of Rogers or any Rogers service or of any of its subsidiary service. So Fido or chatter or other, other cell phone networks couldn't sign up at all because they had no way to connect to the network. Um, Wi-Fi was down because, uh, at the Rito center, most of the internet in the mall, if not all of it is Rogers powered. So you saw stores like a cannot accept debit or credit today because their, their Moneris point of sale pads, um, were all connected back in through Rogers and could not, could not communicate with the, the central server or whatever. So like stores couldn't do anything. The lineups at the ATM were outrageous because again, people were taking money out because they can't fucking buy anything with their cards. Um, it was an interesting day and, uh, and further testament to how shitty a network Rogers is. Fuck you, Rogers. Fuck you, Rogers. Fuck you, Rogers. Um, yeah, so it was great. I love not having a Rogers phone and I used to have, I used to have bell internet here at the house. Um, because a, it was more reliable and, uh, but I had it here because Jason, you know, the Rogers internet was constantly failing. And then Jay, like, you know, bless him, his whole, the, he did this, I would say unselfishly, he bought me, uh, like a, a little modem or router here. Um, and, and brought it into my room, like drilled holes through the main router, fired, you know, cables all the way over to my room. Um, so that I could cancel my bell service, you know, and just use the, the free internet that's in the house. 
Um, so very kind of him to do all that work. Sadly, I still have fucking issues with Rogers going down all the time. And then this last one, it's like, I'm, I'm very seriously considering paying for bell internet again. Um, just because I'm, I, I need my internet to be reliable. I need it to be here present. Now it can't be up and down and up and down and gone and back and then down and whatever. And then again, like you, you hear Kamar, uh, around the house also bitching just how fucking bad the internet is. Um, it is not as good as everything else. It is certainly Rogers is certainly not the best in the country. Um, Rogers, if you have a fucking issue with that, do it. Like, here's the thing, Rogers, um, they, they built this like one block network in downtown Toronto where their headquarters is, I believe. And they basically built a, a, a network on this one block and made everything super high tech and everything like that. S- just so that they could boast that they had the fastest network in the country because of that one block, you know, making it technically legal instead of working on making a good product and, and strengthening the network. It's just strengthening their, their public image which isn't super surprising that a big company would do that, but that's just like, fuck, just work on it. Make it good. Fuck. Um, do, 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 do. Hey, went to breakfast with my lady, my mom and one of my kiddos. So myself, uh, my mom, Crystal and Brooke went to breakfast at a place called Alomo Coco. Uh, it's French for hello, my Coco, whatever the fuck that means. And, uh, it was nice. It was nice to actually have breakfast. I've gone back to the intermittent fasting and I'm doing pretty good with it, but I have a fuck a few fuck up days where I'm not thinking. And then I, you know, have a little bite of something in the morning and then go, oh, sh- sh- fuck. Like I just remembered I'm fasting. Um, but that morning I had a, uh, what did I have? I had an English muffin with Swiss cheese, avocado, and a poached egg. So it was like, and then a ben, you know, hollandaise sauce. So it was quite a nice little breakfast, home fries and fresh fruit. I loved it. I had an absolute I was absolutely amazing breakfast. Very, very happy with that. Um, and it was nice to sort of see my mom spend some time, go out to breakfast. Cause again, over the last few weeks, Crystal had been, um, sick with COVID. So at this time she was completely tested negative. She was very, very, you know, she was feeling better. Um, so it was great to, for her to be able to leave the house. It was great for me to be able to have breakfast with my family on a work day because we did it at uh, one of the malls that my team is at. So, um, had a great, had a great breakfast with the family. Um, very, very nice. Uh, I'm trying to see here. Um, not a lot of stuff, um, to talk about mostly visuals and stuff. I got some stories for you guys at the end. Cause this week's top, top five last week was top five reasons to terminate someone this week's the top five reason or sorry, top five times I got fired. Cause I've been fired a bunch. You guys super bunch. You know, so I'll tell you guys about that a little later on. Um, what can I tell you guys about? So, um, let's just go into this one thing here. Um, I, I, uh, sometime in the fall got some soaps from a company called JD Bauer botanicals and JD, uh, I, I basically, I was buying a certain subscription soap subscription. Um, and I was looking for like a good pine tar soap because then I had a lot of products in my beard. I was, you know, doing beard oil every day and bombs and butters and things like that. And I was like, okay, I need, I need a good, you know, I I watched a video on like good soaps to strip, you know, just after, you know, once a month, just a good beard stripping where you take all the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Like get all the little bombs and wax and all that stuff out of it. It's not like you're walking around with just fucking goo in your beard, but you know, when you're putting, you know, uh, beard bombs to effectively like, you know, beeswax and other oils and things like that, it's nice to give it a good deep clean once a month. So I started looking into, um, 
you know, pine tar soaps because everyone was saying a good pine tar soap is going to get it out. And there's a lot of soap that has the smell of pine tar. They've got enough pine tar added to it to give it a, a scent of pine tar, but not, not enough to actually do the job. It's like shea butter, like a real shea butter on its own is got amazing healing properties. Um, a good friend of mine, Patrick had really bad, like psoriasis on his hands, um, or eczema. I can't remember which it was. I apologize. But but like his hands would crack and split and he was a chef. So it was like, he was using his hands every day and it was just, they would, they would crack and split on him. And I remember he went to a, like a farmer's market or, or, or an ex, uh, exhibition or something like that. And, um, he bought like a little tin, the size of say like a little lip, lip balm tin, um, of pure shea butter. And I think it cost him like $30. It wasn't cheap at all. And uh, like it was, it was pure, it was pure shea butter. And this was 20 years ago, easy 20 years ago, 22 years ago. And he rubbed it on his fingers. And after like a few days, you could really see a difference. It was like, it was basically fixing his hands and it was just the shea butter that he was using. Now it was really expensive. That was also the time where maybe a few years later, all of the sudden we start seeing like, Oh, moisturizer with shea butter. And it's like, when you look like it's like 2% shea butter. So it's like, it's enough to say that it's in there, but it's so, you know, overpowered and, and muted by everything else that, you know, it's, it's in there to say that it's in there, right? Just, it's the, the Rogers net downtown network of shea butter, right? It's like, it's not the vast majority, you know, it's like the last, the very last ingredient is the shea butter. So it's like, yeah, it's not really doing anything. But, um, anyways, the pure stuff seems to work. Like I've seen with my own eyes, like on, on eczema or psoriasis it was like, holy shit, is that ever miraculous what it's doing? But to, to buy a substantial amount is, is pricey. So when you're, you're getting a big tub of moisturizing cream and it's like four bucks or whatever, it's, it's not full shit butter, not by a long shot. So my point was that that's what, uh, that's what I was looking for in, uh, in a, in a pine tar bar. Um, I was looking for, uh, a bar that would have the right amount of pine tar in it and, uh, and be good. So I was, I was doing my YouTube research. I came across a, a video, uh, you know, um, basically recommending this stuff saying it has more pine tar than any other bar at 30%. I was like, great. That's amazing. Um, looked up the name of the company, reached out to the, the owner, uh, great dude, JD Bauer. And, uh, he sent me, I told him I was really interested in, and I go, but you don't deliver to Canada. Can, is there any way I can work it out for you? And he was like, oh man, thank you so much. So cool. He just sent me, um, he just sent me soaps. Um, you know, he's like, oh, I appreciate that here. Let me send you a couple that I'd recommend. Great dude sent to me. I, I have since, you know, chatted with him a few times. He's fucking awesome, dude. We share laughs together and I've ordered a big bunch of soaps from him. So I actually have several of his soaps now. Uh, absolutely love them. Um, and I had a conversation with him yesterday, uh, because I'm looking to basically order a, a bunch of the soap. Uh, and have it, have it available here so I can give it to friends and family and stuff. Cause it is not available in Canada. Um, but him and I, uh, we had a chat yesterday, uh, quite a long one, about two hours long. And we were just discussing, you know, um, you know, how to, how to bring it up here, how to bring it up here guys. And we're also talking about making a special edition one man podcast soap. So, um, just something that, you know, you onesies can pick up and it supports the sports, the channel, but you get a nice, nice fucking special brick of soap there. Um, I'm excited. 
I'm excited. So uh, that was something that happened yesterday. Uh, good amount of time devoted to that conversation, but I'm very, very, very excited. And uh, my my listeners in the states, you guys have access to it. So check out JD Bauer Botanicals, and uh, and get yourself some fucking awesome soap. It's all handmade. It's all you know organic, vegan, um, or organic. My dog. It's all it's all uh, vegan. You know, natural. Um, no synthetics in the soap. And that's one of the things I like and fuck, they smell good. All like he's a, he's a, a history teacher, uh, or was a history teacher and is also a botanist. So he's, he's got like the history of a lot of different soaps and, 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 you know, historical areas where it's like, they would have used these ingredients in their soaps and da da da. It's, it's awesome. You can check out, you poke around the website and see all the different write-ups for the different soaps that he has. It's absolutely uh, outstanding. And he's a funny guy and a, and a good dude, uh, in, in Redlands, California. So this is, this is California soap. Um, you know, and it's, and I'm, and I'm bringing uh, I got a good supply right here myself and I'm really looking forward to, to messing around with some more. Um, but yeah, we're, we, we had a good talk and I'll tell you guys more when I have more to share. What else? Uh, I can plug the shows coming up. Let's do that quick little plug for the shows I have coming up at absolute comedy, Ottawa, July 26th through 31st. I am hosting those shows. So come and see if I am still funny. If you're in the Ottawa area, uh, give them a call 613-233-8000, or you can get your tickets at absolutecomedy.ca. Um, and you can take a look. I don't even know who the headliner is that week, but I'm hosting, which means a little bit of crowd work, a little bit of jokey jokes, and, uh, we'll see how, you know, see how it goes. See if I still got it. See if I still got this. My first week of shows, um, fuck for at least a year, at least a year. I, it's got to be. I, I can check my calendar, but I'm fairly certain that that's that's been a year since I've done a full week of shows. So I am looking forward to it. Uh, I truly am. I truly am. Everyone, I love you, and I want to see you at me shows. Um, what else? Um, do 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 do. It's honestly, from this point, guys, I'm going to just speed round through some of the stuff I've done to kill time outside of work because there has been a lot. I got to spend some time with the lady, um, huge for me because when she was sick with COVID, I didn't get to see her and that was a bummer. So I spent some time with crystal and we watched, uh, we've been watching Ozark the last season of Ozark. We started it a long time ago, but I guess the first couple episodes didn't really grab us. Um, and it had been a minute, so it was just kind of like rough, but I mean, we, we clearly got hooked back into it and we we're watching it together. So, um, I think we've only got a few episodes left and then the show is completely over. But, um, for anyone who doesn't know, I spoke to a few people who were like, Oh, Ozark isn't any good. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like breaking bad in the sense that it's like, you know, you know, your standard average people involved in illegal drugs and yada, yada, yada. But the big thing I think that was like um, a hook for breaking bad. And it's also big on Ozark is it's, excuse me. It's that whole, you get into a situation like, and you're watching it going, Oh my God, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? And then they do. And again, in a plausible way, I think that was the big thing I liked about, about breaking bad. It was, it's just like, you keep getting into these situations and it's not like, and I, I've used this example before. It's not like fucking fast and the furious where they drive over a a bump and flip the car upside down and knock a bomb off the bottom of it with a crane that's falling. It's like unbelievably unlikely that that would happen. It's like every, every situation seems plausible. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's up to, it's, 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 I would definitely say that it's, it probably takes a few episodes to get into, but, uh, 
but Ozark, uh, certainly worth watching. I didn't even start watching it until the third season came out and, and Jason and Kamar were raving about how good it was. And that's what made me jump in. So I would certainly say, uh, give Ozark a watch. If you're looking for a good show, compelling. I also, Crystal and I are going to start watching better call Saul. I've seen everything that's available on Netflix up until this last season. I fucking love better call Saul, but I'm going to wait to watch it with her. So, um, very excited for that. Um, I also watched the second Ninja Turtles movie the other day whilst putting away laundry. So believe it or not, I just did laundry for the first time, uh, since I've been back. Um, I've had clean clothes the entire time. It's just, I haven't done my laundry thoroughly since I got back from my trip. So that's why I've like, two podcasts in a row talking about putting away laundry. I'm like, yeah. And a lot of times I'll get up, shower, get ready, go to work, come home, wiped, move the pile of laundry off my bed into my chair and then pass out and then, you know, wake up, need the chair, move it over. <laughs> you know what I mean? So putting, putting the shit away and getting loads done. Uh, it's, uh, it's been consuming, but, but watch Ninja Turtles too. Um, this one I found goofy. I really noticed, um, I really noticed the, the stuff in the, in the movie, like that doesn't make sense. So like, for example, they got a canister of ooze. They pour it on Toka and Razor, the bebop and rock steady of the movie. And they basically like, it, it's funny. They have one canister of ooze left. That's the whole thing. This is the last one. And you see the guy like draining the canister, you know, and it's basically like, like he just takes a tube and sticks it through a hole in this cage. And it's just like, that's just getting on them. Like if that tube was opened and poured in there, there wouldn't be enough of it to cover the area with both the snapping turtle and the wolf, but just pouring it through a tube. I'm like, well, that's not very high tech or anything. You know what I mean? Like even earlier in the episode, uh, episode in the movie, it showed like really high tech looking stuff. So this is just like taking a plastic see-through garden hose and pouring stuff in a hole and hoping it gets on both of your subjects. So I'm watching that going, well, there's no way that would be enough to work. And then later in the movie, They've still got a full canister of the stuff, which makes no sense. And then even though he's got the full canister, you know, they kick it out of his hands and he pulls a little vial and he's got more in a vial and you're just like shredder that is. And you're just like, ugh. like I just never noticed like inconsistencies like that, like blatant catches. Like you don't have enough. You poured it all out all over the floor and now it's now you got the full vial still or whatever. Anyways, I just catching little things like that was stupid, but I saw it, you know, in the nineties in the movie theater. And I remember, I remember, so we saw it in the, in the theater and I, I, we grew up, you know, with, with very humble means. Like we went to the movies maybe once a year because it was, it was just not in the budget. We were, we, we didn't have it. And I remember we saw it in theaters because my mom got sneak preview passes for it, but how she got them was something that I always remember. I never forgot it. I don't even know if I've told you guys before, but it's just, I don't think I'll be talking about the Ninja Turtles, um, you know, often. Um, so I just remember my, my mom heard from a radio station that they were giving away tickets. Now, I guess she was not paying attention. Like they're giving them away. If you call in at this time or answer these questions, whatever she just heard, they were giving them away. So my mom walked right again, didn't, didn't take a bus. We didn't have a car. So she walked to save the money, but she walked all like, it was far to the radio station. So she walked all the way there and was like, Hey, I want to get some tickets for my kids. And, uh, and they were like, Oh, we're, we're, we're not, we're not just giving them away. You got to win them, whatever. But 
the person that she talked to there felt so bad that she had like walked all this way to get her kids tickets, whatever that, uh, that she gave her some anyways. So that was a pretty cool story. I always, uh, I always appreciated that, um, from my mom that she, you know, did that for us. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, it's funny cause it might, so some people just sound like nothing, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, whatever she walked, it's like, yeah, but my mom walked everywhere. Um, she used to walk, I mean, I can't, somebody who doesn't even live in my city would have no idea, but my mom used to walk, uh, you know, for like two hours each way a day to save bus fare. So my brother and I could have more when she was going to university, you know, and then coming home and taking care of us. So she, she gave up a lot. She sacrificed a lot. And, and when you're already wiped and stuff like that to like go on a big long walk so that we can go to the movies, like we didn't know, but she knew we liked the Ninja Turtles. She knew there was a new movie coming out. She heard it on the radio and she did that. So I always appreciated that. But, um, so we got to see it in the theaters. That was super exciting. Um, loved it when I was a kid, but it was clearly more for kids. Whereas the, the first one that I talked about last week's episode, um, holds up a little bit more on its own. Um, whereas the second one, it's very hokey, very cheesy, very, I mean, there's, there's a few, there was, there's that absolutely hysterical line in the movie in a, in a junkyard scene, which was, you know, as a comic, I appreciate the humor in it and everything like that. But, um, aside from that, like it's all children's jokes, you know what I mean? Like they're fighting with foam bats in the beginning and it's like, no part of this is, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So, um, yeah, Ninja Turtles one holds up Ninja Turtles two, two, and it was a watch. Yeah. And definitely distracted me from what I was doing, but, um, yeah, I would certainly say, uh, if you feel like watching something interesting, check out the first Ninja Turtles movie. Sorry guys, I'm, I'm, I'm half distracted because I'm writing, I'm, I'm crossing things off and my phone's going nuts. You guys have that, like that corporate shit where you're like part of you know, you're like, oh, you're on this channel and that email strain in this group. And it's just like my phone, there's a, there's a system we use called Slack and it just like, it blows up all the time from my reps. Uh, other groups have got, I mean, I mean with other field managers from other provinces and stuff like that. It's just a lot of, you know, just the same shit. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would say I live my company's values, but I mean, I'm not drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. I'm still an, an individual. You know what I mean? I don't like, I'm not trying to be a part of every group and whatever. So I participate when necessary, but like every day I wake up and there's like meetings that have been added to my calendar for the day and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't like that. I haven't been able to do my podcast for a long time. Uh, because I've been too enveloped in it or whatever. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. It's only been two months. <laughs> it's only been two months, but I really feel, uh, well, it's been a little over two months. It's been like eight weeks, but it's, uh, no, it's been like 10 weeks. doesn't matter. No one's doing the math. It's, uh, I'm just excited to be, <laughs> to be working, but I'm excited to be back at the podcast. All right. All right. All right. Let's move this along. Entertainment, Josh. That's what this is supposed to be. Get people through the day. Okay. Um, I watched 13 ghosts, um, with Tony Shalhoub, Matthew Lillard, and what's her face there? The, 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 the Shannon Elizabeth. Um, I watched, uh, I watched 13 ghosts. I've seen it a few times. I haven't watched it in a long time. I was fucking bored out of my mind. Like all this fancy makeup and stuff to make monsters look scary and or monsters, ghosts look scary and horrific and terrifying. 
And, and I, I was, I just kept thinking the whole movie. I'm like, wow, this house is moving around. There's glass walls. I'm like, there's just like the set of this movie must've been so fucking expensive. And then the, the ending didn't make any fucking sense either. Um, yeah, I don't know. 13 ghosts. I watched it on Tubi, right? Tubi free uh, streaming service. And, uh, I did not find, uh, didn't find much about it. Gonna be honest with you guys. Um, my buddy, Paul Verzi, whose special is now streaming on Netflix. Paul Verzi special has one of the coolest names I have ever seen for a special. And I absolutely love it. Nocturnal admissions. Love it. Not emissions, admissions. Like at nighttime, you're admitting things on stage. Oh my God. I love that. Nocturnal admissions from Paul Verzi. Great, uh, great, great dude. And I enjoyed watching a special. I would definitely say, check it out. Give my body, uh, my buddy some likes. If you liked Paul's special, you can hear him. Uh, I chatted with Paul in episode 200, but I just gave you guys a little bit of a taste. And then we did like almost a full interview, uh, episode 2001, sorry, two, 2001, 201. And I remember also, um, you know, we did our own uh, interview episode, which actually, believe it or not, happened the night after his very first special taping. The one that was called, I'll say this was streaming on comedy central. So, um, definitely, uh, you know, take a look at the special, take, take a, take a listen to, to Paul's episodes on the one man podcast. Cause he's a great dude and good buddy of mine. Um, I also just today came out bill Burr's new special live at red rocks. And I enjoyed that. Thought it was funny. So a couple little comedy uh, recommendations, Paul Verzi's nocturnal admissions, Bill Burr's new special live at Red Rocks. Those ones are going to give you some laughs, I would think, or at least if anything, they're interesting, right? And that's one thing that George Carlin said is if you're not going to be funny, be interesting. Um, which is what I try to do with this podcast. Um, all right. What else have we got? What else we got? Bang, 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 bang. I watched, uh, you know what? Um, I watched Texas Chainsaw. 3d it was supposed to be 3d um i watched it way back in the day uh with 3d glasses when i had a 3d tv i no longer do so i just watched texas chainsaw sans 3d uh the other day and it starred that uh that chick who's not really good at acting but she's got big tits and blue eyes uh rosario dradario or something like that um she was in the baywatch movie she's been in some other shit um she's rarely good um so but she's got big tits and I guess that's all you need. So, um, she was in it. She's like the only recognizable person in that. If I'm not mistaken, there was also Deuce Bigelow's dad. Uh, he plays like some lawyer or whatever. I don't know the actor's name, but he's a character actor. You see him from time to time and things. Um, so I watched the, the Texas chainsaw 3d and I guess this is supposed to be a movie. This is one of the things that's tough about Texas chainsaw is that it's like what they seem to be doing with the Halloween movies um, where it's like they do Halloween movies and then they're like, okay, this one comes after that one, but then this one never happened. And these two link directly with that one. And even Terminator was like, it was all linear. And then, and then they were like, okay, well, Terminator Genesis happens right after Terminator two. Like all the other stuff doesn't exist. And you're like, what? So anyways, um, or it was not Genesis dark fate, I believe is what they called it. Um, so you're just like, eh. So I don't really know where this one fits in, but what I believe is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the end of that very first movie, it's like, oh, a bunch of things happen because they try to go in and tell the story after the fact. And then now it's like, it's funny because they're like in 1974, this happened. And then there's a baby. I'm going to ruin the first little part. Okay. I'm so sorry, but there's a little baby. And then all of a sudden the baby is Dradario, whatever. Rosario Dradario 
And you're like, well, wait a second. She's like 20 in this. And people are walking around with iPhones live streaming. You're like, well, if this is 2020, you know, or 2013 is when the movie came out. So let's just say it's 2013. You're like, that's a 39 years. The baby was born. Not like, oh, years later, a baby boy. The baby was at the same day that 1974 happened. And then all of a sudden she's just a young, you know, late teens, early twenties. It's like the math doesn't make sense there. Make, make the time frame, you know, fucking 1990. Okay. I get it. But there's people walking around with smartphones, like live streaming. You're like, no, that's, uh, it's not a thing. Uh, what the fuck is going on with this time, this time gap? Anyways, um, my buddy, Nick Perot, um, uh, a comic friend of mine, Nick has, has done little drop-ins on the podcast in the past. Um, Nick had this podcast. Nick is like this crazy. I don't even know how to describe Nick. Nick's a fucking weirdo, but I love him so much. Um, Nick, <laughs> he's a big horror movie guy. He's a big comic book guy. Um, he used to write for, for different fandom pages and things like that. He's, uh, like he's my authority on, on things. Like if I ask him about horror stuff or whatever, like he, he's the guy that knows, um, Nick, uh, used to have this podcast. I'm fairly certain I told this on like an exclusive episode or whatever, but just in case everyone's going to get this story right now. Um, Nick had this podcast and I don't even know what it was called. And I so hope that he has this somewhere in an archive or whatever. Cause I, I just, I desperately, desperately need to hear this sometime, but what his podcast was, was, um, you would watch like a, a shitty B horror movie. And the idea was that you would listen to this podcast, uh, while you were, you know, watching it. So you're basically getting his commentary and whoever's his guest commentary is on something. So Nick was telling me about his podcast. He's like, would you like to be on? I was like, sure. And he's like, okay, I got a couple movies for you to choose from. And one of them was Texas chainsaw 3d. And I was like, I, he's like, I don't have a, T, a 3d TV though. I'm like, you know what I do? So let's totally pick the 3d one. Let's do that. So, um, Nick and I got together, we went out for, uh, beers and our, my roommate Simon was like, Hey, I'll tag along with you guys. And was like, fine. So we went out, we had a couple beers. Then we picked up like a two, four to bring it back to my place to watch this movie. And, uh, we were all drunk. When we got back to my house. Um, or, or I, I shouldn't say that we were inebriated, but one or two beers at my place as we were setting everything up. And it was like, all right, I'm drunk. So Simon and Nick sat on my big couch and I laid in my, my love seat and just, we started watching this movie. I don't know how far I made it into it, but I was fucking out like out. And I did not have a sleep apnea machine at the time. Not that I would have had it in the living room anyways, but I snored like a son of a bitch. And all I remember, I don't even remember getting past the intro. Just like I laid down, I'd been drinking. It was one of my days off. And I was fucking out. And so I just remember before though, before I passed out, Simon was like so drunk. He was just saying the most racist shit. And I, and I know that's not in Simon's heart. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He was just, I think he was just trying so hard to be like funny and edgy or something like that. And it just wasn't working. It was just being racist needlessly. So I just remember watching, uh, I was watching the movie. I passed out. All right. And snored my face off. Then I woke up, watched maybe 30 to 60 seconds of the movie. And I saw 
I saw three of the four main characters get killed all within that 60 seconds. And it was also like, okay, so I've been sleeping for how long? And I just woke up to seeing everybody killed. Like I didn't miss anything. It's like, oh, dead, dead, dead. Uh, and then everyone's running screaming. I just remember being like, this is the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. And then rolled over. And, and to me, I, I just, I want to hear that so bad. I, I'm fairly certain I've talked about this, but it's just so funny to me as a concept that you're like, oh, this week my host, uh, or my, my guest host, Josh Williams, he's done this, he's done that. He's been this, you know, and then it's just <laughs> somewhere there's this podcast episode where, where you invite your guest on, you introduce him, he talks for five minutes, falls asleep, wakes up like the whole movie as you're watching it you just hear (laughs) i don't know it's hysterical to me i just picture being invited onto a talk show and passing out in the chair (laughs) i gotta know that this is out there and then of course the rest of the time is snoring and simon being racist through the whole thing and then you know god knows what the what it sounds like at the end but it's just, I don't even remember them leaving. I think they just let themselves out afterwards, but it was just, I, I found it so whatever it was. Not, I, I watched it cause I'm like, I want to see, I've known for years. That was, that was either 2013 or 2014 that that happened. And I just, ever since I'm like, all right, I got you know, I guess I'll watch this movie. It wasn't half bad. It just, it went from, I guess because she was his relative, I, I won't, ha, I won't spoil this shit movie for you, but it wasn't, it wasn't all that bad. And to be honest with you for a Texas chainsaw massacre movie, wasn't that gory really wasn't that gory. I know I owe it to myself to see the Halloween kills movies, um, or sorry, the Halloween kills. Cause they did, what was it? They did like the first Halloween and then like two, three, whatever, all those don't matter. And then it was like Halloween again. It wasn't even called Halloween again. It was just called Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis is older and she's got a daughter and all that bullshit. And then Halloween kills happens directly after that, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm, I'm curious to watch that. I might even watch that tonight. To be totally honest with you. Um, all right. And then one more thing before we get to the top five guys, I have been playing, uh, I just spent, you know, like half a day. I, I basically worked it out with my boss that I, I think one of the things that was stressing me out was that I didn't have any clear days off. It wasn't like, you know, you're a field manager, you, you are salary, you work. But I was working, you know, eight, nine, 10 hour days and there was no set day off for me. Right. And I didn't feel because I know I went to Vegas and, you know, I, I brought my buddy back up. I just kind of felt like, fuck, I don't really know what my days off are. So I kind of sat down with my boss. Like, I just need a, like, I need a, a set schedule. It doesn't have to be the same days every week, but I need to sit down with you once a month and just plan what my days off are so that I can make plans and doctor's appointments and things like that, you know? Um, so I got that and, uh, and I was off, uh, yesterday and today. So, you know, that's where I'm doing the, the laundry, having my meetings and things like that. Um, but I played, uh, I did spend a good portion of the day, uh, good portion. I mean, I guess good compared to my other days, uh, playing this game called days gone and it's, uh, basically open world. It's zombie apocalypse. Um, the best thing that I can tell you that it's like, is like a Daryl Dixon simulator. Your characters like cheesy, like they try to make everybody a badass. The dialogue is so cheesy. Like I, I would, I would say that it's probably like fast and the furious dialogue where just everybody is super hardcore and everyone's super cool and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's lame dialogue. I don't really give a shit about the story. Um, 
but it's like a Daryl Dixon simulator. So if you're, if you were like, what's it like being Daryl? I don't know. Dry. Like you're, you're riding around on a motorcycle and you have to, you know, be careful because the motorcycle attracts attention. Um, you need to keep filling it up with gasoline because as you travel, you run out of gas. Um, there's just a ton of, ton of different stuff. Um, I played it for an afternoon. It was all right. I'm not super compelled to go back to it, but just, just saying one of the things I did was I played a Daryl Dixon simulator. My good buddy, Chris, who has co-hosted this podcast with me on many occasions, um, has, uh, has played it, uh, reached out to me, told me it was good. My, my two buddies, chance and, and Chad, uh, on the PlayStation group, they both played it and completed it, said it was good. So I'll, I'll play it. There's been some other games I've played that, um, that I just didn't gravitate towards. Um, but, but, you know, after, after you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, now I'm invested. Now I care. Now I want to know what happens. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming this will be another one. I actually downloaded another game with crystal. We were going to play it. It's more of a cinematic game where you're, you're picking and choosing your options, but we were going to play and then it took like five hours to download. So we lost it the evening. We we're going to play. It's called the quarry and uh, I'll tell you guys more about it. But if you're just like, um, if you want to see like what, what they're doing with video games right now in terms of like storytelling and stuff where it's, it's more of watching a, a game as opposed to playing it, you know, like a choose your own adventure. Um, this one's got a lot of a star power and it's got Ted Raimi, who is Sam Raimi's brother, Sam Raimi, director, of course, of the, uh, the army or sort of the evil dead franchise, the, uh, the early Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. He just recently directed the, um, what was it called? Uh, uh, Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, his brother, Ted Raimi has showed up in all of his stuff. Um, you know, it's got David Arquette, right. From the scream series and all sorts of other shit. Um, a few others. I, I apologize. I don't know. They're all Alston Sage, I think. And she was in the only reason I know her is because she was uh, one of the characters in uh, the Orville, uh, which I still need to finish by the way. Lots, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff, guys, but uh, the quarry, feel free to just throw it into YouTube, Google the quarry trailer, and you'll see just a couple minutes, um, an idea of like what a story, a story game looks like less, less game and more story in that one. Okay. Um, I'll tell you guys more about that shit, uh, later on coming up right now. Uh, top five, um, before we get to the top five, I didn't do this last week, but of course I say it all the time. Uh, if you guys want to send me anything at all, you can send me a top five suggestion. You can send me a top five list of your own. You can, you know, recommend movies. You can tell me a story of whatever's going on. You send me an email and I will read it on the podcast. I will give you the forum email address is contact at one man podcast.com. Would love to hear from you guys. I know it's been a minute since I've been around. So, um, I know it's gonna take some time to get some, some chatter from you guys. But, uh, contact the one man podcast.com, whatever you send, I will read. Thank you so much gang for, um, for still being here with me. Top five, top five times I got fired. Uh, number five, uh, I actually had to make a list of all the times I got fired and pick the top five of them. Top five times I got tired, fired, tired. Uh, the Weston hotel was number five. I don't remember why I got fired, but I know I did. Uh, I worked as a banquet houseman. My job was to, you know, basically we come in at like five 30 and then work overnight to set up all the rooms for the following days, you know, meetings, banquets, dinners, whatever it was. And it was a pretty easy gig. Um, I do remember though, it was like one of my first times ever working for a place that had a union and I learned how shitty that can be at times when you have, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's sayings that people say like unions, you know, used to be good. Now they just protect the lazy and the stupid. Um, I tend to agree. Um, 
it's one of those, you know, take the bad with the good unions still protect their employees, but, um, they definitely protect the lazy and the stupid as well. And, uh, and case in point is I remember we used to go into work, right. And I was like low, I was, I was low seniority. Uh, I worked that job just under a year. I think I started in like February or March as we were coming out of the quiet season, right. Right after Christmas. And, uh, I started in there and, and basically we had other people start too, but I was hired part-time. So I would get more hours and there was other guys who were hired full-time, uh, around the same time as me. So we all kind of started at the same time, but I remember there was also more senior guys who were full-time, more senior guys who were part-time and they got their pick of the ships. And this was something I didn't like because I was, it was my first time ever I'd moved out and I was living on my own. So I, I was counting on my paycheck and I remember, um, there were nights where we would, we would all get in and then you would see that the workload was minimal. So what would happen is, um, you know, we'd, we'd show up for our shift and, you know, myself and some of the other guys were like working hard to clean them, you know, do our jobs, cleaning up, setting up, whatever it is. Some, some rooms were just getting refreshed. So they would leave at the end of the day and they'd leave plates and water bottles and things like that. So we would just basically go in, take the dirty glasses, everything like that you know, put all, all new clean ones in, put new bottles of water, bing, bang, boom. And, uh, and Bob's your uncle. So then we go into a room that was like, other guys were supposed to be cleaning up and they were just standing around fucking around, throwing tape balls at each other. And we'd be like, like, what's going on? They're like, Oh, I want, I want my hours. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, well, we're, we're going to be done in like two, three hours. We all go home. And they were like, nah, I just want my hours. Like, I want to make sure, you know, I'm just, I'm just taking my time. Cause there's, you know, it's nothing to, you know, not much to do. So we want to stretch it out. And then what would happen is maybe two hours into the shift, um, the, the banquet manager would come around and be like, um, all right, guys, there's clearly not enough work for everybody. So, you know, who wants to go home and then who got to go home was all order of seniority. So you'd get these guys who basically showed up, did nothing, claimed that they wanted their hours. And then as soon as they were given the option to go home, they'd be like, yeah, cool. I'm out. And then the rest of us would be stuck doing all of the work. So instead of having like a, a little bit shorter shift, right. It was like, Nope, we're going to have a long shift now because the other guys fucked around and didn't do their job. So I remember that being my first experience. That was basically, you know, we had seasons where it was busy like Christmas and stuff, but I remember around the time that it started to get quiet was January. So you're doing all these Christmas parties and holiday parties and things like that. This is also 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Um, and I just remember that like, there was these, all these people, you know, uh, busy, busy, busy. We're making good money. And then all of a sudden, um, it got quiet and everybody, everybody who worked there, you know, like the, the shifts were down, it would go down to like, I'd go down to one shift a week. And I was like, I couldn't possibly live on that. I I'm fairly certain I got fired. I feel like I got fired, but I don't know why. I think I may have missed a shift or something like that because they put me on when I wasn't on. I really don't know. Uh, but I, but that's why it's in fifth place is it was a good job. I know I got fired from it. I just don't remember why. Truthfully, I, I don't remember why. Um, number four, Tucker's marketplace. That was a tough one. Um, I worked as a dish bitch. Um, uh, it was, it was a big buffet place. Sadly went out of business during the pandemic. So, um, I worked there when I was in high school. So I actually worked there prior to working at the Western hotel. Um, it was a, a job, a job, my, my, my friend, uh, family friend, Ali, uh, got me and I got my brother a job working the dish, dish pit there too. But I remember like my shift, they'd start me at like four o'clock and my school was done at three 30. 
Um, and I told him like, I, I love to be here for four cause dinner's like everything opens at, at five. And I was like, I'd love to be here for four, but I'm like, my school ends at three 30. And if I like the, the bus comes at like three 32. So if I can't get like down the street and around the corner to the bus stop and I miss it, the next bus comes at like 10 to, and that's not enough time for me to get all the way downtown, you know? And I told my boss this, I said like, I, I, you know, and then the, the, the 10 to one would get me there, you know, at like. 10 after four, it wasn't the end of the world, but I told him like, this is, this is the best I can do. If I miss that bus and sadly it happens sometimes there was also the, the, the bus route, um, actually passes like three, uh, other high schools on its way. So sometimes the bus was just full. So even if I made it on time, I couldn't get it there. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses. Um, cause I've been late for a lot of jobs. I'd never deny that. But this was one where it was like, I, I don't control this. And it's hard to explain, but it was in like the market. So like the bus ride itself was like 15 minutes. And then you have to cross through the entire Rito center and then exit through and then walk a few blocks into the market. Like it, it took time. Um, but my boss was never like, Hey, uh, you know, like, listen, I get it. And we need someone who's going to be here right at four o'clock. Like uh, guys, like for what it's worth, I would work from four till one o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Like it was a long shift. Um, you know, I would say maybe 12 sometime we would finish sometime between 12 and one, but it was like, it was like, when did we get all the dishes done and everything like that? Cause the place was like a bar too. It'd stay open until fucking, you know, midnight, maybe even 11 o'clock, you know, I probably more like 11. And then we were just doing dishes for fucking hours. Like this was a huge buffet. It was the biggest buffet in Ottawa, I would say. And we were clean myself and one other guy would clean all of the fucking dishes, everything they cooked in for the whole fucking place, everything. Um, so I'd be getting home sometime between 12 and one and then I have to get up the next day at like seven o'clock to go to school. Um, so it was, it was hard to do, but I got fired from Tucker's marketplace because I could not get there on time. Number three, giant tiger, the big pussy, uh, the job I had when I dropped out of school, uh, giant tiger for my American listeners is, uh, pfft, small scale Walmart. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it. I, I know that Ralph's is like a small grocery store, but I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, yeah. If you took like Kmart and, and made it small, um, I'm trying to even think of a small, small version of the store. Like it's not even as big as a whole foods. I know whole foods isn't gigantic, but like, yeah, you get that Walmart Kmart vibe in a small store, like all discount, cheap, no name stuff, whatever. That's what giant tiger is. It's a Canadian company and it's big. It's across the entire country and it's still going strong, but you know, it's not a place you'd ever brag about shopping, but I worked there. Giant tiger, the big pussy is what we called it. And uh, some people call it GT boutique because they're being cute. Um, but it was not that it was just whatever I, I worked there some evenings. So from like five to nine and I'd be like by myself upstairs. Cause upstairs was like where all the groceries were and stuff. And I remember we had like the cheapest milk in the city. Uh, people would come in for the milk. And of course the milk was upstairs at the far back. So you basically had to walk through the entire store to get to the milk. And of course that's strategic to make you see everything and want to buy stuff. And, um, I know that, uh, like I worked in the evenings five to nine sometimes, but I also worked, uh, early mornings. So as soon as my, my boss found that like I wasn't in school anymore, he would hire me from like six, I think it was like six to 12 I would do. Um, cause basically every single morning it was a busy store. We, it was in a, it was in my neighborhood and it wasn't particularly well off neighborhood. So that store was busy. Um, we, we'd get inventory delivered every single day. And I remember, uh, we'd have to get there at 6am. There was like, um, 
like a garbage chute, not a garbage chute, not a garbage chute, a conveyor belt, like, uh, like that would lead from outside up to the second floor. And that's how we would receive everything. We'd take all the boxes in, we'd basically unload the truck. So one guy's down there loading up the belt another guy's taking the, the thing, putting them on, uh, what do you call it on, um, dolly. And then, you know, another guys, there was two guys with dollies and we would just dolly them out into the section they were. So we didn't open until like, I think it was like eight or nine. So the idea is I'm fairly certain it was nine o'clock. Um, but what would happen is we would, we would unload the trucks. Uh, we would put everything in the area. Then we would go downstairs. It probably took us about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, then we'd go downstairs and right next door, there was a place that was open early for breakfast and we'd all sit and have breakfast together and then go in and start, you know, opening boxes and filling shelves. Well, um, the punch clock was downstairs in the basement and there was several days, like I said, there's jobs I was late for before. There were several days where, um, I would get, uh, I would get there two, three minutes late and the truck was already there and they were already unloading it. So I would be like, you know, running up the conveyor belt and then immediately just getting ready to work. And I was like, oh, I would punch in, um, when we would go for breakfast. You know what I mean? And our boss, and that was the thing too. Our, our boss was like, yeah, you're, you're going to, you can go to breakfast, but you're going to breakfast in your own time. So everyone would go and punch out. And then when we came back from breakfast, we'd punch back in. So I would go down, punch in and then punch right back out just to be like, I'm here. Right. But I was like, okay, listen, like I wasn't even getting paid. I was like, I would, I would work for like 45 minutes to an hour and I wouldn't even punch in because I was like, okay, I was a few minutes late. This is my penance for being late. Like I was fine with that. Um, so my boss eventually was like, Hey, why are you late all the fucking time? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was only like two, three minutes late. He's like, well, you didn't punch in until this time. I'm like, I'm like, you think I just showed up every day exactly at the same moment that everybody punched out for breakfast. I go, I would, I would get here and I would just work. I go check your cameras. And he's like, ah, that's okay. Like, he's like, no, it's fine. I understand it uh, takes time, you know, to find another job. So if you like, you can work here for another, you know, you can, you can do two weeks. I'll give you two weeks notice. And then you're gone. I was like, and I was young. I was like fucking 16 or something. And I was just like whatever. Like, okay. But I just fucking half-assed everything for the next two weeks while I was there. Like, like eh, completely unprofessional, not, uh, not denying it at all. But I was just like, I was pissed off too. Cause I was like, I thought I was like, I mean, yeah, being, being three minutes late is, you know, three to five minutes late is not okay, but I'm giving you an hour worth of free work as a, as a penance. I don't fucking Jason would, re- would love it. If every rep who was a couple minutes late would give him a free hour worth of work. Um, and I worked there for a while. I, I would say I was probably there for like a year and a half, maybe even two years. But, um, yep, that was number three. So number five, the Western Hotel. Number four, Tucker's Marketplace. Number three, Giant Tiger. Number two, Air Canada. Air Canada. Fuck, I hate Air Canada. I hate Air Canada so much. Air Canada, as my buddy Brendan McKeegan put it, and I couldn't agree more, Air Canada is the Rogers of airlines. Um, the, Air Canada fucked me so hard. Um, the stupidest, stupidest fucking stupidest, the most stupid, uh, reason to fire somebody. Um, I, okay. So when I got hired for air Canada, the job, I'll just say it very briefly. Uh, the job was as I believe it was like ground crew or whatever they, whatever they call it. And the idea is it's like, you know, you're working in, uh, super hot weather, super cold weather, overnights, weekends, holidays, uh, crawling into cramped places, lifting more than 50 pounds, um, all for minimum wage. And I remember even in the interview, they're like, why do you want to work for Air Canada? I'm like, well, based on the job descriptions, like all the worst things, four hour shifts right in the middle of the night and negative 40 degree weather or whatever. It's like, um, 
yeah, I, none of that sounds appealing. So, you know, I want to work for it for the travel discounts. And the thing was they hired us. I, I know we started in June, but they hired us in like April. You know what I mean? And it was like the beginning of April. I remember there was like two and a half months before our start date. And so I remember being like, well, you've hired us now. Why, why are we waiting so long to start training? You know what I mean? Like I didn't mouth off or anything. I was just like, all right, great. I'm really looking forward to this. And, um, and it was like two months. Um, and I was like, okay, well I still need to pay rent and stuff in the interim, but I can't like go get a new job, you know? Cause it's like, Hey, what do you want to work here? I'm like, well, because I need to kill eight weeks before I start working. Like it was stupid. Right. So basically they just put a bunch of people in a position where it's like, you need to earn money now, but you can't start until this date. I don't know. It's just kind of dumb, but, um, Anyways, um, I, I started the gig. We started on training on a Monday. I was paying attention in class. I was passing all of the tests and quizzes and stuff like that. And then Wednesday morning came, uh, as well as my podcast. And, um, I, I didn't break any of the rules. I didn't take any pictures. I didn't take any videos behind the scenes. Um, I merely had a podcast and I talked about my experience that week saying like, Oh, I was really nervous because there's so many duties and I wasn't sure how it worked, but I go, but it turns out, you know, it's not, it's not as bad. There's actually a lot of people working there. Um, you know, so it's going to be pretty easy. I'll find out. I'm looking forward to this. Like it was, it was kind of in a positive light. Like I was like, I was so stressed out about this for like two months, not really knowing how it works. Am I going to be able to do this? Is my body going to keep up with me? Um, they didn't, they didn't, uh, hear any of that. They just said, you have a podcast. You can't have a podcast. Uh, you know, you talked about us on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't tell any of your traits. I didn't break any of my rules. In fact, I think the rule that I broke was the podcast was set up to automatically post into Facebook. Cause I remember saying like, I didn't tell anybody I had a podcast. How the fuck did they find out about that? And then I got home after being terminated and found like, I literally like, Oh fuck. I jump on my computer. Like my social media is open. I just refresh the screen. First thing there's, you know, one man podcast. I'm like, Oh, they're not super smart watchdogs. They just found it immediately. And, uh, yeah, the, there was two people that, that, that terminated me. One of them was a hysterical woman who's an absolute lunatic. I don't know her name and I wouldn't say it cause I'm not a piece of shit, but, um, she was just saying like, and I'd better not hear about you talking about us and your comedy skits. And I so wanted to be like, comedy clubs are not for people like you, just people who are angry and can't understand anything. Like, don't worry. I don't imagine that you're kind of the person who goes to comic clubs anyways. Um, but the gentleman there, he had to like do his job, but I, I still give him credit for like being kind of, like, he, he was, I think, you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of that. I think he was a good dude. I think he was a good dude. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think he was just doing his job. I just think it was dumb for them to, to terminate me because it was like, I was showing lots of promise and, if you, if I'm under your thumb, then you can tell me what to do. You can't terminate me and then expect to still, you know, have any right to tell me what to do. So dumb on their part, but that was number two, got fired from Air Canada. And number one time I got terminated last job I ever had before I kind of really went into stand up was TELUS. I love TELUS. I love the company really didn't like the, um, the, the team in the Ottawa area shy of some good friends who are still friends to this day. Um, everything from the store manager, uh, onward was real toxic human beings. Um, and I will say this beginning now, cause maybe you'll forget by the time we get to the story. Um, all of those people have since been terminated from the company. So they didn't leave and go on to better things, whatever they were caught being horrible human beings and, uh, and have since been terminated, uh, from the company. So, um, what happened at Telus was, 
And I'll keep this short because I'm really not proud of the story and I have told it on an exclusive episode. Um, I worked for TELUS. I was working for TELUS when I started stand-up comedy. Uh, I was really unhappy with life at the time, and I had just started doing stand-up. And when I started doing stand-up, the only time you could do stand-up comedy was on Wednesday nights. That was I was an amateur comic, and the two the the two clubs in Ottawa had amateur nights solely on Wednesdays. So I had just asked my boss. I said, "Listen, I'll work anytime you want, but please just don't book me Wednesday nights. You know, I'm interested in stand-up." And I remember feeling a little happy, and I don't know why. I was the senior sales rep for Ottawa. I was doing well in my sales, but my boss had this, this thing who was a friend. I thought a friend at the time. And, um, he, uh, he was just, he asked me at one point, I was like, so when's this comedy phase going to end? I go, it's going to end. I'm like, it's the only thing in my life I enjoy right now. And he's like, he's like, well, I want you to start focusing. You know, I just want to keep all your focus on, on your sales and whatever. I was like, no man. So he like, I go, no, this makes me happy. I'm going to keep doing this. So they forced my hand and, uh, I say they, but it was, it was him, the, the store manager at the time. And, uh, he, uh, he booked me like exclusively Wednesday nights. Like he deliberately sabotaged me. Uh, so I couldn't do stand up. And I remember just being really unhappy about that. And, uh, there was this one day where, uh, a, a mother and a, a older son and a younger son came in and I would say this kid was like mid teens and he had a broken, well, he had his leg in a, in a thing and, and crutches. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I think this is going to heal. And I was curious what happened. Just, I always make conversation, but the mother was so rude. I'll save you all the fine details, but, um, you know, she was like, we need a phone. And I was like, okay, well, are you looking for, she's like, Ugh, just give me your cheapest phone. I was like, okay, but I would really say like, just buying the cheapest phone doesn't always end up being the cheapest phone that it could be, you know, oh my God, just give me the pay as you go plan. Like, okay, that's not what you asked for, but all right. So here's, I'm going, it's over here. You go and, and you know, the kid turns around, bumps his leg and things like, oh fuck, I hate this thing. And she's like, oh, it'll be off soon. So, um, I was like, oh, okay, well, if it'll be off soon, then it's not permanent. I was like, hey, what happened? He's like, oh, I broke my leg skiing. I'm like, oh, sorry, here, buddy. Like, glad, glad you're gonna be okay, you know? Um, anyways, they buy this, uh, Telus calls it pay and talk, but it's all the same. It's when you buy prepaid cards, you put it on the phone. So they finally get the phone and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I was trying to, I was like, okay, well, here you go. Uh, you know, it's all a self-serve, right? Um, I go, we have terminals right over there. There's that are self-serve. You can set up the things like, Oh my God, just set it up for us. I go, well, actually it's self-serve. We're not supposed to set it up for, Oh my God, just do your job and set up my, like she was the biggest fucking cunt. One of the biggest cunts I've ever met in my life. And I don't throw that word around just liberally, but she was an absolute fucking cunt. And I will continue to tell you there was more, uh, more. So I'm setting the thing up on my, on my terminal and there's a few screens where you just enter in names and because this is pay as you go, most of the shit's done over the phone. You dial in, you add the number again, keep in mind 20 some years ago, uh, or no, 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 this would have been about 15 years ago. Um, but anyways, it was like, you know, you're, you're punching in the numbers, you're doing it all yourself. And there's like three pages of like, what's your name? And you have to put your name in like on all these different pages. Cause one of them creates a profile, like for the Telus backend system. One of them creates your online profile. One of them creates your profile that we access in store. Like, and this woman was so rude. Every time I asked a question, she was so fucking rude. I was honestly at the time, I just, I didn't want to have to ask her anything. So I just, the first couple screens, uh, that, that in all of my experience setting up phones, we had so many like drug dealers who were not legally allowed to own phones, but would buy these prepaid phones because it required no ID. 
And just for years, just them going like, Oh, help me out with this. And it was faster to do it for them than it was to like, have to fucking explain everything. And you're like, okay, what's your name? They're like, Oh, John Smith. I'm like, okay, sure it is. So like, you just start making up names. You got used to like making up the fake names, uh, at least on the first two screens that went elsewhere. Right. Um, and so I made up a fake name for this kid, you know, a la the Austin powers, Ivana hump a lot, you know, uh, Mike hunt, that kind of shit. Um, it wasn't that it was pretty, it was pretty profane and I, I'm not even going to say it cause I'm not proud of it. You know, we grow as we get older. I'm not proud of it, but I just, I didn't mean anything negative. I just fucking put in negative words and, um, got it activated off you go. Well, later on that day or the next day, uh, very, very close. Um, I get a call from someone on the phone. Hi, I'd like to speak to the manager. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I go, I'm sorry. The manager's not available. Uh, you know, I was like Josh speaking, whatever. I'd like to speak to your manager. Okay. I'm sorry. He's not available. He's on a conference call right now, but I'm the senior sales rep. It's kind of like assistant manager. Uh, what can I, is there anything I can help you with? No, I just really like to speak to him. I go, okay. I'm, I, again, I apologize. I, I can't put you on the phone with him because he is on a conference call. However, um, if you want, I can leave you his, you know, I can, I can leave a message for him. Um, but it's Friday afternoon. He's going to be gone for the weekend. I can't even promise you he'll be off it before the end of the day. So again, if you, if you like, I'd really, I'd be happy to hear whatever it is. I'd be happy to try to get something for you. Nope. Want to speak to the manager. Okay. Took the name and number down, delivered it. Didn't know it was that woman. So one of the things I don't like about her is she took issue with me and she had me on the phone. I was very polite. I was very professional. Never gave me an opportunity to whatever, like this bitch was after my job. Um, so basically what happened was, um, my, my manager took the, you know, took the information, gave her a call, pulled up everything, saw the fake names on the online profile, uh, and was like, Hey, did you write this in? I was like, absolutely. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I go, then nobody ever looks at those profiles. I can't believe the kid went home and that was the first thing he did, but yeah, it was me. Um, I, they were very rude to me or sorry. She was very rude to me. I told them it was self-serve. They wouldn't do it themselves. Like, um, whatever. Um, he's like, okay, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta think about this. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to do about it. I'm not sure I want to bring it up to, you know, the, 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 you know, area manager or whatever, but I have to, you know, take my time this weekend and decide. I was like, yeah, man, do what you gotta do. I didn't know at this point he had actually already called her. So he was lying to me uh, about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I came in Monday to, to, to find out what his decision was. And they already, the area manager was already there. They'd already written up my termination papers. So, um, instead of being honest with me saying like, man, you, you, you're probably going to get terminated. So just be ready for it. Instead. It was like, ha ha ha, catch you off guard. You're getting fired. It was like, so it was shitty. Um, but the funny, like the funny, the biggest like kick in the teeth this is a guy who I invited to my home numerous times. I actually took him to a Stanley cup finals game. Um, I said, okay, well now that I'm out of a job, I'm still, you know, I need to pay rent or whatever. I had won a Blackberry, which at the time there was no iPhones. Um, so that was like, that was like winning like the best phone you could possibly own at the time. And I remember being like, okay, well I, I had done a sales sales competition and I had won and I, they were sending me a brand new Blackberry, uh, to the store. And I said, okay, well do me a favor. Like when that Blackberry shows up, I need it so I can sell it and, you know, pay some bills. It's going to be, looks like it's going to be a minute before I have work again. And, uh, he looked at me, he was like that, that Blackberry was for a TELUS employee. Uh, you are no longer a TELUS employee. You're not getting it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, I later found out from the other reps in the store that he, um, he took it for himself and he sold it himself. Um, huge piece of shit. I won't name his name cause I'm not, uh, I'm not at that. Uh, I'm, I won't sing that level. However, one of my best friends, uh, his wife 
uh, the two, like his wife works with his girlfriend. So they see them on occasion. Um, and I just will say to you, you guys, uh, it, it irks me very, very much because that guy like fucked me big and stole from me. And, and one of my closest friends in this world, like sees this guy and smiles in his face and visits him at his home, whatever, probably honestly, probably sees that guy more times in a year than he sees me. Um, so that, that does bother me. Um, but it is what it is. Um, number one time I got fired was from Telus. I did. That was the, 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 the firing that I liked the least. <laughs> so anyways, but it set me free. was able to help me focus on stand up. I didn't work another job for a long time afterwards as I dug my heels and I moved back in with my mom. Uh, she, you know, I couldn't pay my bills. Um, you know, I, I just, I didn't have a job and she was like, you want to pursue the stand up thing? I'll, I'll, I'll float you while you chase this dream because, uh, you know, her and many other people had, had been hounding me for years to start stand up. So I did that. Luckily, uh, that worked out for me and I still do it on occasion, but it's the longest job I've ever had. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it. Fuck 13 or 14 years, 13 years now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep, keep chasing this dream, I guess, but I got to put more in there. I got to be careful because now I'm working a day job again. And I got to just make sure that it's a good balance and that I don't, um, that I don't allow it to just completely take me from, from the things that I want to do. Cause, um, yeah, I don't know guys, that's the struggle right now. That's the struggle right now is the person that I, I am and the person that I want to be and, and, and start working towards the guy I want to be. So, uh, yeah, coming up this week, uh, I have four locations to manage this week, guys. We have, uh, starting tomorrow well, today for you guys, um, I got to set up a, a Lebanese fest booth for Neo. We're going to be, we're going to be pitching the product there. We've got hope beach volleyball coming up on Saturday where I'll have reps there. And then I've got my two other locations, Rito center and Billings bridge, both malls. So I got four different locations that I'm going to be managing over the course of this week, uh, getting them all set, set up and ready and make sure everybody has everything that they need. Takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot of attention, all these things. So um, we'll still look for an opportunity to fuck around in my spare time, playing some stupid games, watching some stupid shows. Um, really want to hang out with the love of my life. Um, I miss her and I haven't seen her for a few days. So, uh, really looking forward to spending some time with her. Um, but that's, that's me for the time being guys. Uh, remember contact at one man send in an email. I will read it on the podcast. Um, let me know what's going on with you guys. What's new and exciting, uh, all that fun stuff to send me a top five, whatever it is. You guys don't need my coaxing. Um, it's good to be back. Um, I'm as soon as this episode's done, I'm going to print a new sheet with, with next week's topics and, uh, you know, just start banging it out. I want to, I want to be ready for you guys next Tuesday. Um, I also set up my days off going forward for Tuesdays to make sure that I'm free. Uh, I'm not running around all day, exhausting myself and then coming home way too tired. Nope. Tuesdays are off so I can wake up bright eyed and bushy tailed and, uh, and record these podcasts so that, uh, we don't, we don't lose touch of each other again. Um, you want 50 bucks for free? Send me an email. Uh, I'll send you a link for a Neo card, sadly only for Canadians at the moment, but, uh, New York city investors, um, have funded quite a bit to us. So, uh, you'll, you'll see them trying to, uh, trying to make it work in the States, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, I'll have updates for you guys. Also, if you're looking for a mortgage, believe it or not, we have the most competitive rates. So if you are just thinking about getting a mortgage, which is fine, uh, send me a message. Why not let us throw our hat in the ring as well? Um, you guys are the best. 
thanks for being here. Love you very, very much. Uh, I really do. And I miss talking to you guys. Uh, so uh, I'll do my best to not let that happen again. Um, but I do look forward to talking to you again soon.